2: What's up? This is Side from the Moto X-Pod show. Really excited to discuss episode 399 of the Pulp M-X show, which featured Chris Kiefer and John Anderson in studio. Don't forget to stick around for another episode of Hello Pookie at the end of this episode. Anything you've ever wanted to ask Pookie, now's your chance. Just email your questions at darkseid and I'll get them answered on a future episode uh, I want to thank all the longtime sponsors of the Pulpamex show, Atlas Brace, FMF Racing, Roost Graphics, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Get Data, Firepower Batteries and Chains, EVS Sports, Eagle Group, <laughs> MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, LAHondaWorld.com, OGO, Ride Engineering, BTO Sports, Fly Racing, Vertex Pistons, Vortex Racing, Racetech Suspension and Engines, Michelin Star Cross 5s, Maximum Oils, X-Brand Goggles, Pro Filter, and Works Connection. And tonight, we've got a, uh, this is going to be a fun show from W, brought to you by WSA, the best quality wheels in the business, whether you're racing professional or supercross or just a weekend warrior, W has the wheels for you. John Anderson from W was in studio this week, so let's support WSA, and WSA brings us from EVS, Skippy. What's going on, guys? Not much, man. Glad to have you on the line. Just hang tight while we introduce our other guests, and we'll get rocking and rolling here if you're looking for a high performance seat cover and foam guts racing is the place to go andy Gregg and guts racing is providing seat covers for many of the top teams in the business so visit gutsracing.com today and guts racing brings us mr kyle kyle wolf what's up kyle
1: hey what's going on man how's it going
2: doing good man really uh excited to do this um you know, I, I, I know Skippy, but I don't know you, Kyle, so I want to get a little bit of your background real quick. What? Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, not too much, because Steve doesn't want to know about the, the guest a whole lot, but I want to know a little bit, and I want to know about you, and I want to know how you got started listening to Pulp and I don't even
1: know how I got started listening to Pulp, but I think, I'd, I think that's probably one of the first ones that I listened to is 100, or show 100 with all the Western Bank guys, but... I've been around a long time. My dad ran arena cross for a long time, and it's transitioned over to me doing uh, some media stuff and some rider support stuff for a couple of companies. So that's what I'm currently doing at this point.
2: Awesome, awesome. And Skippy, man, you just made a big change recently—a whole life change. You got a lot going on, but you are now working for one of the primary sponsors of Pulp MX, EVS.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They uh, brought myself and uh, my baby mama, Tiffany Miller, uh, on as the rider support manager, and myself as the uh, brand manager, uh, traveling around and interacting with all the rest and the dealers to uh, you know, make sure that EVS is out there uh, for the public, for the weekend warriors, and also uh, you know for those other riders. But uh, we're super stoked to announce that uh, today, actually, our 2020 uh, rider support program opened up. All you got to do is email your resume, at Tiffany at ebs-sports.com. she will look it over, get you guys rocking and rolling with the latest and greatest from EBS.
2: Hell yeah, be on the same team as uh, the one and only Travis Pastrana.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
2: Hey, and speaking of all these PulpMX sponsors that take care of the Pulp Show, the the wrap-up show, you know, um, Zach Osborne, Shifting Gears, Kiefer Inc., if you want to check out any of the sponsors, support any of the sponsors, go to pulpmxshow.com. Click on the, any of the sponsor links. There's discount codes. They'll help you out. Let's get into episode 399. Uh, first of all, we're one week away from episode 400. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. We're going to make some predictions. Um, Kyle, give me a just give me a grade. The ABCDF of uh, episode 399. What'd you think of it? I'll,
1: I'll give it an A. I, I think time you get dudes seventies, and on the on the phone or even in studio whatever i think it's gonna be a good show and uh, it definitely was it definitely didn't uh disappoint with all the stories from his from his wedding
2: yeah yeah we got we got uh, some a, a hint of some pookie stories that pookie didn't want talked about i'd like to hear, hear some more skippy uh overall grade grade point average for 399
1: well i mean if show 139 i think if laser gates an a then i give it a b uh reason why is because it's you know, it's a great show, and I think it's really difficult. What makes Pulp and Mech so great is that, you know, it's mid-season, uh, or, or off-season, rather. Sure. Uh, just got fired up, and I think it's really difficult to find you know, good content to talk about, and you know, shows like this is what makes Pulp and Mech so great, in my opinion, is because, you know, you get an inside perspective of the lives of a lot of these guys, and it was still entertaining from start to finish, and... Everything went smoothly, and uh, it was it was a great show. I think it's it's a really good way of uh, getting an inside scoop of uh, you know, how these guys are, you know, outside sure. of the races. So
2: yeah, when we're in the off season, I always get a little nervous of like, oh man, how many shows is Steve going to take off? Because I got to have my pulp shows. Um, but you know, we've got we've got some off season races coming up. Montreal Supercrosses this weekend. They discussed that a little bit in the beginning of the show. Uh, you know, you got Brayton coming back, Mookie, Dino, all going to be there. Filthy Phil. Um, you know, so they kind of made their predictions of who is going to do the best at the race, who might win. Brayton seemed to be the the favorite. Uh, I think Mookie's going to be pretty strong. Um, Kyle, what do you think, man? Do you think Steve and Kiefer are right about Brayton being the, the guy, or uh, would you pick one of these other riders?
1: I'd have to, I'd have to say they're on on the money with with Brayton. I don't know how you can really bet against him. He's uh, anytime a any those overseas races, he's one, well, and I know Canada and overseas, but. And his off season, uh, out of country races, he's he's pretty much the uh, the Larry Ward uh, right. of the common heir, the current heir. So yeah, I don't know how you can go against JB?
2: Man, I, I just I think they're uh, I think they're ma- missing the boat on Mookie, though. I just I see Mookie coming out completely on fire, Skippy.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I think he's you know we're not really used to seeing a bunch of videos of the Stewart family you know, digging deep and grinding super hard, if you will, and uh, trusting the process, but uh, <laughs> He's been out, you know, riding and uh, getting after, and I, I, I think that he really, you know, felt a lot of fire this year and ha- had a lot of confidence this year, and he's really disappointed with his injury, and yeah. uh, he's out to prove something, and I think he'll do well. But if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, a couple shows back when the Canadians were on, I think they were discussing that the track was going to be really dumbed down because aren't like ATVs and side by sides yes. and other stuff on this track too? Yeah. So that's gonna play a huge role. If Sipes shows up on the two f who knows? We might have another another Hawaiian
2: another Hawaiian uh, results, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, anytime Sipes shows up, yeah, you, uh, you gotta watch yourself, man, because Sipes is a bad mofo. Um, you know, they get into some taser talk, um, e-bike life. I wanna know what you guys think about this because when they first when Steve first started talking about the e bikes and the mountain bike stuff, I was out, man. That show, a few episodes ago, when he talked about mountain bikes for like an hour, I was kinda out, but Honestly, over the last couple of months, I've kind of started thinking, man, maybe I need one of these things. Uh, Skippy, do, should we, do you think uh, the, the e-bike stories and the e-bike talk is you know, relevant to the Moto Pulp and Mech show?
1: Absolutely. I mean, when you're looking at all the pro riders that are cross-training, u- utilizing mountain bikes and stuff like that, I think it's uh, uh, a good way to uh, you know, get some of us. Like, I don't ride mountain bikes at all. Anytime I get on a bicycle, I knock myself out and separate a shoulder. And so... <laughs> For me, uh, it definitely increases my interest. And I also think, you know, as a, you know, working with EVS as a show sponsor, it's also really good to see, you know, my personal interest increasing from just hearing about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for for other writers that might not use EVS, you know, it just shows, you know, how much more interest it could be gained by sponsoring the show. Uh, and so I think it's a, uh, you know, a necessary evil because, People might not always want to hear about it. However, when you think about mountain bikes from now on, you're only going to be thinking about the Taser. That's what's going to come to your your mind because you always listen to Pulp and Mech.
2: Yeah, let's, let's talk about that for just a second, Kyle. As a longtime listener and, you know, you're a consumer, I'm sure, um, how much effect, uh, how much influence does the sponsors of the Pulp and Mech show have on you?
1: It has a, it has a good effect on it and, you know, you know, the longer the, the more that the uh, sponsor supports are showing or anything and you know, get the exposure out there and uh, and all that, you know, the more it's going to help everything it's more it's going to help Pulp MX, but it's also going to help you know all the listeners to getting you know getting good discounts for, uh, for products and for gear and and anything they need to uh, to get to keep staying out on the racetrack yeah cool
2: um so I want to ask you guys a question so I know Steve is working on some things to he's constantly trying to improve the pulp brand. Uh, you know, whether it be bringing fantasy, uh, you know, in the last couple of years, Facebook Live, uh, the the Pulp Mix app, all these different things. I know there's some things coming. He wants to improve um, to or to not necessarily improve, but just to make it excel even more. Um, I want to know how, how you guys listen. Skippy, like what device do you listen on? Do you listen through the app? Do you watch the Facebook Live? And, you know, do you listen while you're driving? Do you listen when you're at home? Like what's your what's how do you listen to Pulp?
1: Uh, I usually listen through my uh, Apple uh, podcast app, uh, and uh, being that we travel on the road constantly, I mean, I listen to generally a show. I try to listen to it live, and I want to listen to it a second time uh, while I'm on the road, and I'll use my Apple uh, app, but uh, I like the Apple app because I can download it, and I can listen to it on a plane if I'm going to buy the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Uh, so I listen to it constantly, me and baby mama were on the road all day visiting dealers, and we were listening to Show Three Ninety Nine once again, and uh, yeah, so
2: I thought I was do it. How about you, Kyle? And and what what are there any improvements or anything that you would like to see Steve add that would make it better for you?
1: I don't know what I can think of that you know that he could add that would make it better. I mean, it just I mean, he has a little bit of variety. I know it's basically the same show every uh, every week, but there's enough variety there with the guests. I think it makes for a good mix up. But I always thought uh, usually. You know, it's hard for me to listen to live because I'm out on the East Coast, so it's always 9 o'clock when uh, the show starts. But I'll usually listen to it over the next couple days um, through the headphones while I'm at the gym or something. And then uh, last week I listened to show 398 the following Monday on the way down to uh, a shoot that I was doing with Sipes and a few other riders. And then I was back on the road to come home Wednesday, and I was listening to 399.
2: Right on. Okay. Yeah, see, I started listening. Well, I, I do Facebook Live usually when it's working because I like to try to get as much of it in on Monday night as I can. Um, and then, of course, I'd listen throughout the week, when, or i got to get it done by Wednesday, but I'd listen in my truck, on my iPod, my phone, whatever. Uh, I, I'm pretty excited about the update on the app because I'm, I'm sure that Travis is going to add some cool stuff. But yeah, I can't wait to see what's next for Pulp M-X. Um, Yeah, you know, just the fact that he continues to try to improve things and add things shows that. His, his talk of, oh I, you know, I'm going to retire and be done with this in three years or whatever, man, he's, <laughs> he's never going to, he is going to continuously improve this thing until it's the, the, you know, like the Howard Stern network or whatever. So it's, it's great. Um, let's get back to 399 a little bit. Of course, MX of the nations is still a hot topic. Uh, it's going to be probably even after it's over with, um, you know, John Anderson was talking a little bit about the fact that they were talking about Zach and, and, uh, Jason Anderson going over early. I think that's fantastic. I think that's what we need, that these guys are going over, trying to do the work as a team. Um, but John Anderson kind of mentioned that he doesn't think Alden, who is their trainer, obviously, is a big fan of them even doing the race. Um, Kyle, what are your thoughts, man? Do you think that maybe Alden should be a little more supportive? or Maybe he is. I don't know. I'm just kind of basing it off what John said. I don't
1: know. I, I think there's kind of give and take to – to this race on on both sides for those guys doing it. I mean, obviously, the the big goal for any one of these riders is you know 2020 Supercross. To look forward to, but there is national pride on the line. You know, I think I think with uh, a lot of the fan talk on the chat boards and everything else, I think that kind of gets lost in translation mm-hmm. when you know, like the big deal with Cal stocking out going or anything else. But uh, I don't think I I wouldn't think that Alden is completely against these guys doing that race. But I think he's looking more towards the bigger picture, you know, if he's got, you know, I mean, we saw what happened to, to Anderson and Majora a few years yes, ago, yes. you know, he gets landed on and he wasn't the same for for a little while after that. And I think he's kind of looking at it from that side after what happened, you know, three years ago. Yeah. But uh, I don't, I don't think he's actually, you know, completely against the event.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's kind of the point is that he's more worried about them getting injured. Supercross is the big picture. Probably. Um, Skippy, you and I were at MX of nations last year at Redwood. You are a, 100% patriot of America, red, white, and blue. Uh, you know, you, you're very boisterous. Steve, on the other hand, he, he's just flat out said, Hey, you know, I wasn't even that, um, you know, I didn't have that much patriotism towards even Canada. Um, what do you, I, I've asked other guys this, other guests this, you know, what do you think that, where does that come from? Do you think, is that just his personality? Because I know he cares about the sport, he cares about his country, hell, he cares about the USA, but he just doesn't have that rah raw thing going on.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's just a culture thing. It's just kind of how he grew up. He, they were, maybe he was just never like that, and a lot of his friends were maybe like that. I don't know. I don't know Steve that personally that well yeah. to be able to, you know, really answer that correctly. It's just you know, for me, it's, you know, I've always been you know proud, proud Texan and you know proud to be American, and so you know for for me, it's always a very strong uh, feeling for you know supporting. You know our nation during you know representing the motocross of nations, but at the same time, like Keeper said, nobody's dying over this motocross. <laughs> that race. is true. You know, he is, because, he's not wrong. You know that was the that that explanation that Keeper said uh, early in the show, talking about you know nobody's dying and you know, <laughs> we're not sacrificing any soldiers over this. You know I'm as patriotic as it gets, and I completely understand that perspective. And uh, I also think that um, you know as patriotic as patriotic as I am, I think that we're really getting bent over with the scheduling. I think we're, uh, we're not appreciated nearly enough. And if we just said, you know, F you dude to the <laughs> FIM guys for a couple of years, then I guarantee it that uh, they might take us a little seriously because they're going to realize that people, especially with races that are overseas, they get to see those races all the time, those riders all the time. People go there to see the American. Uh, granted, whenever it's in the U.S., we go there to see the Europeans ride. Most of the people I read the last year were excited about seeing hurling. They were excited about seeing Colton They were excited about seeing Prado. They're excited about seeing riders we don't ever get to see. And yeah. with it being held overseas so often, you know, I think that you know they, the guys over at the FIM, FIM, you might forget that, but right. as far as you know, patriotism and where that comes with Steve, I don't know. He does care He's down. He obviously has done so much to support. Uh, the Canadian riders, but that's, I think that's just more. So I think it's more so that he cares about the riders themselves versus the whole, you know, oh Canada.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. You know, it's just funny that like he seems kind of a little lackluster on his passion for the the country support, maybe, but then he's super passionate about the taco bar, uh, or <laughs> you know, or or the la- Chick Fil A or whatever his race tech rant of the week is. It's it's funny where his passions lie. Um, let's talk about Dylan. Dylan's ban was lifted he uh he was back and he he brought some material that I mean I thought was pretty good you know he talked about Prado versus Hurlings uh but I want to ask you guys about his comment about the commentators in particular he said that he likes Paul Malin being by himself he'd like to see maybe Weeds be by himself um I'm off I'm off that I don't like that really I like the two different guys I like having Grant and Weeds going back and forth um I want to just hear your opinions. What uh, is is Dylan right or wrong? Would you like to see the the way the commentating in the U.S. be changed, Kyle?
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna try to stay on point and not get too much into talking about Dylan because that <laughs> just drives me off the wall. Poor guy. But no, i uh, i i think I think Paul needs to have somebody in there with him. The difference between Paul and Jason is the fact that Paul is a racer, you know, and Paul did the World Championships. And, you know, so he he good knows, he, you know, he's, he's very good at delivering information, but he's having to do two jobs at once. I like having, I like there being you know, give and take between, you know, Jason and Grant. And, you know, I think I think it would be good to have uh, somebody in there with Paul. Now, I haven't seen any of the, the races, you know, when, when Jason's in there with him. I have seen him every once in a while when uh, Adam Wheeler's in there with him. I think yep. Adam does a good job. Doing back and forth on them, but I I think that you know Paul does a great job for being on his own for all those races, and especially when he's got to cover all the the European races that a lot of people don't see. But uh, I think I think it just would add more context to the races when there's some give and take and back and forth. Yeah, I agree. Uh, than, than, than
2: yeah, and, and Skippy. Um... I think Steve kinda of showed a soft side. As much as he may kinda of make fun of Dylan and all the listeners make fun of Dylan. He still gave Dylan an Eli Tomac uh Alpine Star T shirt. Steve's got a soft side, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't deny the passion that he holds. I mean, yeah. you know, like like him or not, he uh you know, definitely Love people talking about it, and it you know it was definitely a trending topic regarding the Pulse Next Show. So I feel I bad he, for the
2: guy, man. I mean, it's you know most people kind of like are annoyed by his voice, and the guy can't help his voice. I hate my voice; I get made fun of. My, you know, A Ray was making fun of my voice. I can't help it; it is what it is. I feel bad for the guy a little bit. I, you know, Dylan's got passion, well, and, and that's what we all we all love this sport.
1: Well, Darkside, we look at you, and you got the long hair pony that could you know save a princess from a castle, and <laughs> you got this you sound like some redneck wearing yeah you know overalls, you know digging through horses and stuff like that Well, like, i promise you, you i hate it. anything like you, you don't dig any you don't look anything like you now so yeah,
2: yeah. i i just came it's a product of living in east texas i guess i i for the last 20 something years i i hate it trust me that's why i don't listen back oh, to golly. these shows <laughs> what'd you say I said, by golly. By golly, y'all. I swore I would never say y'all when I moved here. And now, you know, it it happens. Um, Okay. Something I want to touch on that I thought was one of the funnier things of the night. Talking about Asin. JT's on the phone. Um, Of course, Steve's bitching about, you know, complaining about the track. You you know, uh, I've seen it on TV. JT says, I've seen a lot of things on TV. I've seen Mount uh, Mount Kilimanjaro on TV. But I bet it's different. (laughs) That, that was, for me, the funniest of the line of the night. Um, JT and Steve going back and forth about any topic, Kyle, is gold. I mean, that's that's just the, one of the best things of the, any show is when JT and they, him battle.
1: It's just amazing to me how two guys can be so similar and yet on so many talk, topics they're on the opposite end of the spectrum <laughs> right. so often.
2: Yeah, Skippy. Do you think any of that is played up for the for the show, or do you think the JT uh, Steve disagreements are you know one hundred percent real?
1: Uh, I think it's real. I think if you're a fly on the wall on a you know a fly on a window on a car ride, you'd be hearing nothing but bickering back yeah. and forth. Yeah, like two probably, married couples. Just like a... from, yeah. Then just some silence for a few miles. They start talking about something else and then start arguing again. But I think it's another you know testimony to how great the show is because there could be. You know, once again, nothing to really talk about, minus the, uh, you know, motocross the nations and minus stuff like that. But I think it's just another, once again, another good testimony to how great the show is because there doesn't have to be anything exciting going on in the sport for us to want to be sunk into the show and want yep. to listen to it. And, uh, you know, JT kills it. My my favorite thing with JT was whenever uh, Keeper was given some advice on uh, just some constructive criticism, you know, mm-hmm. uh, on his announcings. And I loved how JT was like, all right, cool, you don't know it. And he wasn't heard about it. Yeah. He wasn't offended by it or anything like that or started, you know, coming back with some other excuses for why he does things. And I think that's the reason why JT is as successful as he is in this industry is because he, you know, really wants to grow as much as possible. And stuff like that is uh, really cool, once again, another, you know testimonies how
2: great shows. Right. All right. I'm going to throw out a question that I did not give you ahead of time. So it's going to put you guys on the spot. Skippy, I'm going to ask you first. What's something you've always wondered about the inner workings of the Pulp Show? You know, on a Monday night, when it's going on, is there anything that you've always kind of like, hey, I want to know about this or I would like to see how this works or anything?
1: Um, I don't know. Maybe just the, uh, just more information about the equipment that's used yep. because I know it's, you know, I think just because it's uh, a lot of us, you know, take it for granted how how cool the Pulp Mech show is. I think it's it's a there's a lot more, you know, into it than you know Steve and Mark's dog and everybody you know plays out. I think it's uh, I think Steve's got a I think Steve's an actually a really modest person if you ask me, but he's done a good you know good job building up the Pulp Mech Empire if you will, and I I think the equipment alone to to build the show and the time that goes involved with it, you know. I think stuff like that would be, you know, a pretty interesting segment or something to do and kind of just go through you know, how he's gotten more educated on it and yeah. how he's you know how he's built it, you know.
2: Yeah, that's actually something I, I I've probably talked to him and texted him over the last couple of months numerous times because of our show, the Moto X pod show. Uh, you know, having some issues with our soundboard. Never and, heard of it. Oh uh, yeah, n- not many people have. Um but I had some issues with the sound boards and trying to figure out how to make the calls sound better when we're dealing with it. And he's helped me out a ton. Um, Kyle, how about you, man, anything with the inner workings or just anything that you've always kind of wondered about?
1: I just, it, some, with some of the shows, um, it just, uh, makes me curious how far in advance he gets some of the, some of the guests for, for particular shows. Cause I know some of them are, you know, weeks in advance that he lines up. Some of them are, are last minute, but, yeah. um, you know, I know I. I've, I've seen the video feed, you know, the Facebook feed. I've seen his studio, and I I do uh, appreciate like like Skippy was saying with the equipment and everything, because I do a lot of the same stuff, and that's what I went to school for was for broadcast engineering and and uh, stuff like that. And I've got some studio equipment here in my house for some stuff that I do on my own, um, audio and video wise. But uh, you know, I I do have an appreciation for all the for the technical stuff that they that they between uh, Stephen March has. Uh, with the show and to make it flow smoothly and yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it's not, you know, all broken apart.
2: Yeah. Cause it's not easy to do. And, um, you know, speaking of just like the equipment and the sound quality. So next week's show 400 and I, if I'm not mistaken, either the following week or the week after Steve's taking a week off and we're going to do a special wrap up show. Um, I'll go ahead and announce it now. It's going to be Randy Richardson and Gringo. And we're going to go back and we're going to wrap up episode nine, which featured Ryan Villapoto and uh, jeremy mcgrath and i've been kind of listening to that show and that was back in i think 2015 if i'm not mistaken uh and i'll tell you what the sound quality was much much different actually it was 2010 much much different uh sound quality the pulpa show has come so freaking far it's amazing um all right let's move on let's get to adam intonap first call in guest of the night adam just got married keifer the keepers were there the matheses were there a lot of great stories, a lot of st- stuff that I'm sure they're not even talking about. Uh, to me, the the highlight was probably Pookie getting drunk and not even remember, you know, most of what happened. Um, she said, like one of her quotes was, "I took food." She doesn't even remember, right? I mean, Skippy, how about a- Adam Intanap calling in right after his wedding, basically, and and just being Adam? Just-
1: yeah, Adam's awesome. He's, he's so he's got such a killer personality and such a marketable personality. Uh, I mean, there's not much you can say about it, but how riled up Steve got just about tacos, <laughs> and then uh, I mean it, it was great. So I I can't imagine just seeing some of the you know the Instagram stories of the event was uh, pretty cool, and you could tell it was a heck of a good time. I I liked that uh, you know Heather and Kiefer, uh were conspiring to send a cool little uh, uh, care package to uh, yeah. Deuce dudes, dudes. That was funny, and then Doug Straight popped his head up like, oh yeah, yeah, huh?
0: yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah uh, i'd like to see these pictures that that they're talking about i it, I don't like it when uh they talk about stuff that we don't get to see or hear that's not that's not cool steve um kyle how about you man um adam you know you said you you're a fan of adam makes nap uh he's always great when he calls in but hearing steve straight, just complain to him straight about how far the drive was no cheese and no sour cream for the tacos uh yeah it's typical steve and typical seven deuce deuce
1: He's gonna complain about the, the food stuff. Even if even if all the fixings were there, he's gonna right. find something else food wise. But now, uh, what yeah, I wanted to see I want to see whatever that picture was posing by his uh, his trailer because just hearing Adam's reaction was killing me. And and I've been and I've been fr- I'm friends with Adam. I've been friends with him for a few years. When I yeah he was doing the the TPJ stuff because um when I was wrenching with uh. Mike and Chris Akai, you know, he was still over there, and I yeah. became friends with him and all those guys. So I, so anytime I see Adam at the races, it's always a good time, and uh, we catch up for a little bit when, before he's got to go off and do everything else he does. But no, just uh, hearing his reaction when he, when he finally actually saw that
2: Whatever photo it was, um, <laughs> yeah, on air, yeah, that was I great. Yeah, that was oh, great. Yeah. You know, the other thing I want to know is what was the stipulation that uh, was brought up by Dustin Pipes? I'll sign you right now, A Ray, if this. And they never got to that. And I meant to text A Ray today and see if he would tell me, but, um, kind of, but you know, not knowing, like I said a minute ago, it kind of drives you nuts. But at the same time, it's sort of one of the fun things of the show is that stuff you never really find out about. And you always wonder, um. Okay, so let's talk about uh, again. Pookie, Pookie lost her phone. Pookie didn't know she, uh, she didn't that she ordered food. Um, what do you think, man? Pookie, we hear Pookie on the radio every once in a while. I've talked to Pookie a few times, but what do you think Pookie and Heather are like as a drunk couple? uh couple of, like high school chicks, almost. Skippy, probably a top, uh, good time.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I bet you they're they're. A really good time baby mama was listening and she was just saying how much fun they'd probably be having together yes. and so they thought uh, it, it's pretty cool i think once again just getting an inside perspective to you know how they are outside of the show is, is awesome and you know just showcase you know their their true friendship you know it's, it's not fake it's super real and yeah. it, i think that's awesome and being able to get you know that perspective uh you know, from a guy like myself that's a huge fan of the show and i, I love hearing it i think it's hilarious i, I bet you they are absolutely wild together i can't imagine keeper and uh, steve pookie and heather and all of them at a strip club that's all i bet you that is a good freaking time yeah
2: that'd be a good good uh, night to have a youtube or a video camera following them around i'm sure that'd be that'd be fun to watch um i want to thank these the get uh, the sponsors again atlas brace fmf racing w wheels roost graphics guts racing get data firepower batteries and chains evs sports skippy <laughs> Eagle Grit, motorcycle industry com, LA Honda World dot com, OGO and Ride Engineering, all sponsors of the Pulpamech show and the wrap-up show. Um works connection, Will Call. This has become one of my favorite call my, my favorite segments of the show. I say every week how much I love Will. He's again just like uh you know any of the other guests, always battling back and forth with Steve, busting balls. Um the highlight of the Will Call for me. Was Kiefer saying that Star Star Yamaha is my fluffer? And Will saying that's the hottest thing I've ever heard. Uh, Kyle, what do you think, man? So the 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 Will call that, that's got to be a staple, right, from now on.
1: I th- I think it ought to be. Just you got two guys, and as as, as you know, quiet as Will seems to be, he uh, he likes to dig in on Steve you know anytime any he, anytime he's on, and that game that they have at the Supercross and the Nationals, whoever can you know flip off the other one yeah. first that just kills me to
2: know and the, you know even in public it's just like all right here you go there's one yeah yeah i, I always look forward to hearing who uh who got who and i i enjoy it more when we'll get steve first for some reason i just i, I kind of like uh i like steve being irritated by that skippy uh I, i'm sure you've yeah. had go ahead
1: Oh, no, sorry. I was just, well, then Bud's great when a fan does it, gives the doubles to Will. <laughs> yeah. That's just great for me.
2: Right. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Skippy, you got anything, any thoughts on Will calling in every week as one of the newer segments?
1: Oh, I love it. I can't wait for the uh, the Star Star Racing Yamaha test, man. That's going to be sick. Cause I'm hoping that Steve brings his 450. Yeah. And then puts in a fast, faster lap time on the 250. On the 250. That's. I would put money on that that happens, especially with you know cornering and stuff like that. Now, if they do it at Glenn Helen, it might not work out. But I mean, yeah. doing the test, I think it's going to be super awesome because you're going to get two uh, very colorful personalities doing it, and I think there's just going to be so much hype going into it. I think it's going to be sick. I think it's going to be a good time.
2: Absolutely, uh, X brand tear offs. I just kind of I highlighted one in particular. I want to ask you guys, who puts up better results in 2020, Alex Ray or the seven-deuce-deuce? Deuce? Uh, Kiefer said Alex Ray. Skippy, what are your thoughts, man? Uh, is A-Ray the, the better of the HEP Motorsports finishers out of those two?
1: Uh, finisher, yes. The marketing, seven-deuce-deuce.
2: Deuce. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Kyle, you're a seven-deuce-deuce deuce fan, so let me see if you change our opinion.
1: I got I to gotta agree with that one. Okay. I don't, I don't know didn't gel with adam this year i mean i know he came into the season kind of hurt so he didn't get the time on the bike before the first round that he wanted to or any of the rounds that he wanted to but uh you know i, th- I think a ray made, definitely made a bigger jump and especially doing all that work with Davey um the pr- the previous year right out, definitely made a huge uh, huge help in his career so yeah i'll, I'll go a ray on that
2: yeah i th- i think a ray is probably the better you know overall probably the better guy Um, okay. So if you watch live on Facebook, uh, the Raiders Broncos game was going on in the background. We all know that Steve's a huge Raiders fan. And if you know anything about Heather Kiefer, she is the biggest Broncos fan. So Steve was, uh, you know, talking trash throughout the night, introduced the new segment, the W USA going deep with Heather Kiefer. He tried calling her. She said, Oh hell no. Didn't even answer. Did call back a little bit later she was on fire man we had an injured player down at the time and she was bitching about that player for the raiders fucking up the broncos drive heather's scary sometimes skippy
1: yeah i don't uh i can't imagine if uh her and Pookie were out getting drunk i bet you uh heather's got a hell of a right hook she's tough
2: (laughs) yeah yeah i i've seen her get fired up at, at denver this year she was pretty wound up um kyle are you a football fan at all
1: um, I watch more college than I do NFL. There's there's too much drama in NFL for me. I got a I got a couple of personal uh, vested interests in watching college, so that that's why I watch more college than I do the NFL. Gotcha.
2: Well, what you what were your thoughts, Kyle? Like, was you know, Steve's sitting there poking at Heather. He's poking at her. He's poking at her. Uh, and poor Chris has to go home to her.
1: Well, I feel like the only reason Steve did that is because he wasn't in the same room with her, or else Heather might have strangled him.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, guys, I gotta—I want to ask you another general pulp question. Um, Kyle, how how has pulp and the pods impacted your life? Like, I know how you listen, but for me, like for me, for instance, now I I do this wrap-up show, so I have to listen on Monday night, and you know I might be up late listening, and my chick's kind of bummed about it. And then when I go to work, I'm listening. And the guys that ride in the truck with me, they're not moto fans, so they hate listening to it, but it's too fucking bad. We're going to listen to it. That's kind of how it's affected my life. How does it affect your life? Do you have to listen by a certain time? Does it drive you crazy if you don't? Give me a little bit of that.
1: No, I don't have to listen to it, but it does give me something to listen to. Between between the Pulp Show, the Private cheer podcast, the the post-race interviews, all that stuff, I get, especially um, when I'm driving to these GNCCs for work and everything, it gives me something to listen to. But uh, especially with like the privateer podcast, it, it really helps out because I know a lot of those guys. I I've, I've raced a lot of those guys in the past um, when I was still racing a lot, and so I know them. I know a lot of those guys on a personal level. But he digs into some stuff that I don't know about. So like it kind of it's kind of cool that you know he you know with the with the podcast and everything, he opens up a, a different side of the riders that most people don't know about yeah which i think is a, a a pretty cool you know pretty cool thing that he's able to dive into with them
2: yeah i think that's definitely why we listen uh skippy i, I know like right now it affects you a little bit because your chick she listens so you guys get to listen together but just talk about you know day-to-day life with the pulpamex show how's it how else does it affect you
1: uh well for me it was uh yeah i started listening to it whenever i was in dealers and so you know pushing a lot of the products that uh you know, a lot of the listeners are, uh, you know, granted. I think that, uh, let me rephrase, I think that the, the show sponsors, if you're pushing the same products as that, a lot of the listeners out there come into a store and you know, see that the guys at the dealerships are pushing the products, and then you hear it once again from the Pulp Show. I think it you know, it made a big impact for me because, you know, I, I saved thousands and thousands of dollars utilizing the Pulp Mex discount as a rider. Uh, you know, prior to moving up a little bit more so in the industry. Uh, and I think it's, you know, for me, it's, you know, I listen to it to get a, you know, in-depth analysis of, you know, what's happening in the sport, you know, what's going on mentally with some of the riders. And then, you know, you can sit there and, you know, let's say you're watching fantasy and or uh, you're playing fantasy or whatever, and you know, you know, get mad because the rider does this, but you might not know that he's been injured the past week or whatever yeah. the case may sure, be. Sure. Uh And I've, I've met a lot of good people through polls. I've, you know, I went uh like me. To the Motocross the Nations with, yeah, like you, yeah. There you go there. And then, you know, the guy I went to Motocross the Nations with, like I knew of Craig Martin, and then whenever he, uh I started working at a different dealership, he ended up being our our fly racing rep. And then my relationship with fly racing tremendously increased, and I'm a fly guy for life. Yep. Uh, I love the product. And, I mean, between that and then Mouse, you know, Mouse is a, a good dude from uh Virginia Beach area. And uh, we all went to the Motocross nations together and you know created lifelong memories, you know, and so Fantastic. You know, I think there's yeah, you know, I just think there's really good things about you know, come from listening to the show.
2: Uh yeah, I, absolutely uh Skippy, how many how many times have you won a product calling into the pulp show? Do you know?
1: No. It's probably I think I've gotten like three F two carbons and some one some the the fly boots, the maverick boots, uh a couple sets of gear and Damn um you know, uh, Baby Mama won a uh, Works Connection uh, Clutch Perch.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: a, couple, a couple months ago, and then uh, I don't really once once they kind of figured out if that you know me and Marston coming buddies. Yeah, right. Yeah, they kind of they kind of gave me the clippy clippy on and stuff.
2: Right, right. Well, you know who didn't win a Works Connection dev- starting device or Clutch Perch? Uh, mm, yeah, to see. Yeah, yeah. That that that's the case. Kyle, how about you, man? Do you call in or you just listen?
1: I call in very rarely. Um, it usually, if somebody that I know that I'm friends with, is uh, is in the show or, you know, like Weege or somebody like that, I'll call in, um, just to get a topic going, but no, I don't want anything either. Call them into the show.
2: Right. Um, okay. So let's move on a little bit. Um, race tech rant. What's wrong with society? The, he, Steve rant Steve's rant this week was on point. People using their phones in a movie. When you go to pay to go to a movie, you're in the movie theater people open their damn phones. And Kiefer turns out to be one of these guys. Uh, I agree 100% with this rant, Skippy.
1: Yeah, I've uh, unfortunately also been this guy where my phone buzzes and I just kind of naturally go look at it real quick and then Tiffany will slap me on the shoulder or on the face or in the hand and or whatever the case may be. And, uh, yeah, it happens sometimes for me, but I think it's just because I'm so damn addicted to my phone. But, yeah, he's uh, he's got a right to be pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. Man, his freaking heart rate must have been spiked. I said that when I called in right after. Cause yeah. I'm always excited whenever Steve answers my phone call right after he's all riled Round up. up. He's gonna... Yeah, he's all he's all sorts of excited. So he's passionate, though. I love it.
2: <laughs> How about you, Kyle? Uh, I, I I have to assume most people would agree with this rant. Oh,
1: I I think I think probably 99 percent of the people would agree with the rant. I mean, who who would what kind of person actually would disagree and think, Oh, somebody's <laughs> messaging me or calling me. I have to answer this in the middle of a movie right. that I've paid $10 to go see.
2: Well, I think that's part of what's wrong with society these days and social media is everybody's so fucking self absorbed that most people don't care. And that's why they have no problem, you know, lashing out at people and talking shit and they just don't give a damn. And Steve's rants, a lot of times call these kind of these topics out and, More often than not, Steve's not far off on his point with the Racetech rant. It's definitely one of the things I look forward to the most. He repeats his rant sometimes, but when he gives a new one like this, man, I'm all in. Um, Once again, I want to thank BTO Sports, Fly Racing, Vertex Pistons, Vortex Racing, Racetech Suspension and Engines, Michelin Starcross 5s, Maximal Oils, X-Brand Goggles, Pro Filter, and Works Connection. All sponsors of the show, all making this thing happen. Um. So the BTO Sport uh tweet at Travis It's another great segment on the show. Um what do you guys think about Kiefer wearing the Honda MCR gear on his blue crew Yamaha? I feel like this totally uh violates his his gear choices, you know, his, the way he he's so fired up about gear. To me it violates all the rules he's put into place. Uh Skippy. I didn't notice that. It was
1: uh it's good looking gear though, man. Like yeah. it's kind of supersedes the rule when you have limited edition stuff like that made specifically for you i think it kind of supersedes the uh the laws of uh keeper okay if you will but yeah. uh i don't know i mean i guess there is a it is it can be a thing but it's it supersedes with this particular set of gear it doesn't matter with okay this gear it doesn't matter
2: that white fly gear looks good uh kyle are you are you a uh gear nazi do you even care
1: depends on the situation I mean I do rider support for uh, FXR racing but in the case of Kiefer, you know he uh, he fulfilled a sponsor obligation with MCR doing those two outdoors so I think he uh, he <laughs> he's entitled to do what he wants to still fly gear which I think is his current gear deal if I had to if I had to guess so I, <laughs> I think it's all good
2: okay uh Zach Osborne calls in from Holland just shows what kind of guy Zach is um, for anybody that doesn't know Zach has been just become one of my, probably my favorite rider in the pits period. He He's just one of the greatest guys on the planet. Um, super excited about him being an MX of Nations. He's getting a chance to try some of the GP stuff, getting a chance to hang out and ride with Herlins a little bit. Um, Kiefer wants him to take some vids of some other tracks, no slow-mo, raw dog only. Um, I think Zach being there, like I've said before at this time and, and getting into the culture of, for the next month and getting prepared at these tracks and hang out with these guys is really going to give us a greater chance, like Steve's even talked about, of getting on the podium. Like I am very, very excited about our chances. Um, Kyle, what do you think, man? What, what? Just give me your overall rating of Zach's call and him being over there.
1: I like it. I mean, and he, and he said right from right from the get-go last year before uh, Red Buddy even happened, you know, he said, you know, next time I'm doing this, or, you know, if I can take for and. I'm going over early and and I like that. And I like he's taking that approach too. And, you know, Zach's the all American kid. And I think, uh, you know, everyone relates to him on, on some way. So, you know, I'm, I'm all pumped that he's, that he's over there and he took the, the initiative first to be like, all right, I'm going to go over there and put in the work and make sure that I'm completely prepared to, to do battle with those guys. And then, you know, Anderson followed suit and so did Cooper. So I'm, I'm, you know, Zach took the took the lead on that one, but with Jason and, and Justin falling, I think it's a, a great move by the whole thing. And I think uh, with a lot of the injuries that have been happening as of late, I think uh, we got a good shot to at least be on the podium and if things fall right. This may sound crazy, but I've, you know, dumber things have happened, and <laughs> yeah, we've, clearly. we've been able to win for So I'm I'm not gonna, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have too high hopes at Red Bud last year, even though it was on home soil. Really, but, uh, for whatever reason. Yeah, it just it just didn't uh, – something just didn't sit right with me with the way and – and I saw the track before we got all the rain. You know, I was there for that race, and I saw the track before the rain, and then after the rain, it only got worse. I'm like, this is not – you know, this is a European track. This isn't an American track by any means. And they – you know, they put that roller in front of the leap, and, you know, it just wasn't a track suited for the three guys that have actually raced there before. So I just – you know, I wasn't feeling real confident. Um, with the race and the actual qualifiers, we were in good shape, but then uh, the racing, you know, just everything fell apart. But I don't know. I, I kind of feel like it happened here in a few weeks. We might see a, a repeat of 1981.
2: Wow. Okay. I like that. Uh, Skippy, what about you, man? Zacko?
1: Yeah, I like his uh, I like his confidence. I like the fact that, you know, you've got a little get, you got a little give a shit, you know? He's, yep. He really seems like he wants to be a part of the team. And I think, you know, same thing with, I think Anderson's coming out with some, uh some vengeance after uh, getting landed on a couple of years ago. And I think, you know, a lot of people forget, you know, how strong Zacko was at Matterley Basin, I believe, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, he was insane. That was You know, one of his last races on his 250F. It's not the last race on his 250. Uh, the only thing, uh, you know, I'm excited about Cooper because, uh, you know, he's an incredible rider and he's young and he's, uh, enthusiastic rider, and he, he rides with a lot of passion, but uh I do like the idea of putting Barsha on a two th or putting uh, another rider uh you know maybe from the four fifties down but uh, if anybody's gonna go other than Adam I I do like I like Cooper a lot.
2: Okay. Um all right, so we're we're getting close to wrapping this thing up. Uh, after Zach's done, they go back to the BTO tweets. Uh, and I had one thing that I kind of Stuck out in my mind was, you know, obviously I called in. Kiefer's talking about the World Vet uh, Nationals, the W World Vet Nationals at Glen Helen. Steve is adamant he's not going to race. Uh, we need to figure out a way to get him to race this thing. But Kiefer says that he will play fantasy in 2020 if Steve goes to the World Vets. That seems like a fair trade off to me. How do we get Steve at Glen Helen, Kyle? What do we got to do?
1: Taco Yeah. <laughs>
2: A taco bar. Fair. I, I don't
1: know. I don't know. Well, he didn't. He didn't. He also say that a thousand dollars wasn't going to get him to that race either.
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, maybe may, maybe two thousand would do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, think, I, don't know. I don't think
2: Steve's worried about money. That's for sure. Um,
1: two thousand dollars in a taco bar.
2: Because yeah, that's. I, I want Steve there. I hope he at least comes and hangs out. But Skippy, I, I don't think he's going to show up.
1: Uh, I would say, Will Hahn lets him race the Star Racing Yamaha. Too Ooh. busy at it. Yeah, that that would do it.
2: That might do it. That but, would do it. But it probably won't happen. Uh, clearly, that's not going to happen. Oh, come on. Um, yeah,
1: I, I think he's been. Uh, he, I think he wants to, but I don't think he wants to uh, destroy the confidence he's been building with all this riding. You know what I'm saying? And that's <laughs> that's that's a really good way to go destroy some confidence and go race Glenn Allen.
2: Yeah, I mean, he. I would like to see it where he and I stack up. You know, so that's that's one thing I wanna I wanna race Steve, even if I get my. ass. He's
1: got four minute, He's got four Manitoba titles. What do you got? That
2: was a long time ago, man.
1: Hey, I'm just saying.
2: I got I have some Texas Night Series championships. Does that count?
1: Hell yeah, Texas <laughs> man.
2: <laughs> All right, a couple more things before we do our BTO uh, hot takes, um, Kyle. If you could hang out with a pulp family member, so anybody that you consider part of the pulp family. Steve, Pookie, Randy Richardson, anybody for a day? Who would you pick? What would you want to do?
1: I probably, I probably go e-biking with Randy.
2: I had a feeling Randy was going to be a pick. Why? Why just because of his personality or what?
1: Oh yeah, he just seems like a, a fun having kind of guy, and just you know, he's up, he's up for anything.
2: Yeah. How about you, Skippy? I uh,
1: probably want to go do a day of testing with uh keeper and then uh you know it's been a spend a day with them you know with uh having a little kiddo on the way i think uh you know, getting to understand the the family aspect that you know he goes through you know day in and day out would Mm -hmm. be you know cool for tiffany and i both but i think learning you know i think i could learn a lot from uh keeper and just about you know understanding bikes and what to feel what not to feel and then just you know having more appreciation for uh you know, what he does is get a better perspective on it.
2: Absolutely. All right. So we're wrapping this show up. Um, I'm going to tell you throughout, throughout watching this or listening to this episode, you know, I'm kind of looking at the time as I'm listening, like, okay, there's an hour and a half left. There's 45 minutes left. There's 30 minutes left. We haven't gotten to Kiefer after dark. What the fuck is going on? And then they don't do Kiefer after dark. And I was pissed, not happy Kiefer, not happy. Steve, You can't have Kiefer in studio and not do Kiefer After Dark. Um, Skippy, how do you feel about Kiefer After Dark?
1: Uh, I love Kiefer After Dark, man. Kiefer After Dark is awesome. And uh, baby mama, when she started listening to it, she would message me halfway through the day at work. She'd oh my gosh, did you listen to Kiefer After Dark? Listen to this and this and this. She would just send me all caps text, just going off. And she used to be a, uh, she used to build a, What's it called? I built all the catalogs for Tucker, and so she would be doing this total office office job, and then just get all in on it. She loves it. She's all about it. I love it. It's it's good because it's it's good to hear a mature standpoint from it. You know, right, and right. So it's it's good, but that also makes me think that Keeper might be a show four hundred.
2: Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be back yet. We're going to talk. We're about to talk about show four hundred after uh, Kyle gives us his his opinion of Kiefer after of no Kiefer after dark.
1: Yeah, I thought a little bit, robbed, but I uh, yeah, I think uh, I I got to agree with Kiefer. I, I got to think going can end up on four hundred, but no, I I like it. I like the uh, the opinions that he gives on situations, and I like how everyone questions everything in Moto terms even though it's pretty obvious what everyone's saying but just right. the fact that it's in moto photo
2: you know lingo is uh, pretty hilarious to me absolutely uh, yeah I, w- I definitely was i feel like we were robbed i think we owe we're owed a one-off keeper after dark so hopefully steve will get that put out by say tomorrow get on that right away um okay show 400 every anniversary show whatever you want to call right. it 100 200 300 they're, they're always fantastic um, I asked you guys to give me your guest list, who you think are the four guests. So I'm gonna let you go first, Kyle. Who do you th- who do you see coming up on show 400, or at least who do you want on show 400?
1: Well, he he gave he gave some hints um the other night about one at least one of the yep. the guests are gonna be 400. So I and uh, he said you know ever since uh, he he's been off the donations team, USA hasn't won, so that's gotta the Bellapoto, yep. obviously. I agree. Um, I, I think he's gonna bring Galdi in, and I love Galdi. I've known Galdi for a few years now, and I love talking with him. And he just, uh, he, he's a crack up no matter what. Um, I, I feel like Weimer will be back in studio because when he was in a couple of months ago, and um, if she, if and toasted. Tuki and, oh god if turkey and nicole can keep the drinks to a minimum <laughs> it's uh it should it should still be a good show if they get them loaded up again or allow him to get loaded up again that it might be uh even better or it could go completely you know sideways yeah yeah and then uh i don't know i, I feel like there might be a possibility he brings denny in okay Just, uh, he talks about a couple of guys that you know might take him a little bit to get going. And two guys are just going to immediately start out, and Danny's one of those kind of guys that's just going to immediately start firing on all cylinders and either, you know, and and say exactly what he wants to say and probably offend somebody.
2: Right. All right, Skippy. Uh, those were those were some pretty good picks. A couple of them I didn't even think about. Uh, what about you?
1: Yeah, Villapoto for sure. Uh, and for some reason, after uh, I, I I was. Kind of thinking in the back of my head that Mitch Payton might be up there. Yeah, the, uh,
2: yeah, another one I didn't think about. I, I
1: didn't. Uh, I hadn't thought about that until uh, I heard about the Villapoto thing, and I was trying to think about how last year I think uh, or whenever they did show three hundred, they had all the team Yamaha guys. So it was kind of making me think that they're going to stick to the team aspect. So I was thinking uh, you know, Mitch Payton, Villapoto, keeper and then I don't know. I couldn't come up with a fourth one. I couldn't. Okay. I got nothing.
2: Okay. I yeah, you guys, I went way off and I you know, obviously RV. I, I was thinking maybe RC because we've been talking about trying to work something out with RC. Um Yeah, I doubt it, but that's kind of what I'm hoping for. And then Timmy Ferry uh and Berludi is, is who I because he's local, but um yeah, I like I like your got YouTube guys' picks way better than mine. Um th- th- that either way, it's going to be a fantastic show. It's going to be a hell of a wrap-up show. Um well, let's wrap this thing up with the BTO hot takes. Skippy, I'm going to let you go first. What's your BTO hot take?
1: Uh, Team USA uh, and Zach Osborne lead to a win at the uh, Motocross Nation.
2: Damn it. That I think you're the second guy that said that on here. Um, I hope that happens. That would be fantastic. Uh, what about you, Kyle? Give me your hot take.
1: I'm going to look a little farther ahead into the 2020 Supercross and barring any injury, I'd say Malcolm wins the main event.
2: Yeah, I yeah. yeah. I mean, the place is going to come unglued if that happens. I mean, yeah, who,
1: who doesn't I, I love do Malcolm? Like that
2: yeah, that that's that's a good one. I like that. I think you're, there's definitely hell. He should have probably won. What it was a one. I think he was leading right.
1: Right, right, yeah. until he slid out in the
2: mud. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, So fantastic. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on. I think this was a really good episode of the wrap up show uh if you're still still here listening stay tuned for hello pookie but i want to thank you kyle i want to thank you skippy for coming on really enjoyed it
1: yeah for sure yeah, right. Right,
2: man. all right Not guys right, man. well we will be back with another wrap-up show for episode 400 next week see you then <laughs> Okay, I'm excited to be back with another episode of Hello Pookie. Uh yeah, th- if we're doing this episode and you actually hear this, that means that the wrap-up show is still going on. I have not been clipped, so that is a positive in my life. Pookie, how are you doing tonight?
0: All right, bro. We're still here, you and me both.
2: <laughs> yeah, hopefully Steve will keep this thing going as long as I can keep these Hello Pookies going. Maybe that maybe that could be a part of the deal. That'd be awesome. Yeah, well, I, I don't want to get them together. I don't want to get clipped. So, uh I- I'm enjoying this. All right, let's get to a fan question. Uh, Cody wants to know how has Steve changed since you first met him?
0: How's he changed? Um, I first met Steve when I was 18 years old, so he was 23 years old. Uh, he's 44 now, so he's changed definitely a lot. Um, I just remember when I met Steve just thinking that he was. I remember thinking he was really friendly. Okay. Which now, I mean, I use a lot of words to describe Steve, and I love him more than anything in the world, but I wouldn't describe him necessarily as friendly being maybe one of the top five words I would use for him. So maybe he just has changed it a little bit that way. Um, I, I would say maybe he was just a little bit more eager back then, being uh, you know, con- coming from Canada and just being so excited about, you know, everything that, you know, was going to happen for him or not happen for him or just trying, Um so that way but you know mostly he's the same he's still a super hard worker i mean to leave canada under the circumstances that he did and not have any idea if he was going to make it or a week or a month or a season or anything and just go and you know tr- just believe in himself enough to do it um it's just the kind of person that he is that's the same thing that he did when he wanted to start this podcast he got a book and learned how to do it and he did it and he just built it because and then when he has an idea for something new he goes for that too yeah he just he doesn't just you know oh, i got this show i'm good you know it's successful let's leave it here like he's already looking at ways to grow it ways to make it better do more um so that way he's always been the same and one of the things i just always loved about him just always felt like he could do anything he wanted
2: yeah you are right he and i had a talk off the air about some things that he's kind of he just mentioned a couple things that he's wanted to do to improve the show and bring some more things to the fan experience. And he kind of hinted at it on this last Monday show. Well, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, because he mentioned that Travis Marks may be getting a promotion, which was sort of, which was sort of a hint. Yeah.
0: I didn't know he had talked about that. Yeah. That's a hint. Uh
2: huh. Yeah. That's just a little hint. So yeah, I think in, in the coming weeks, there will be some pretty cool things coming. Um, and as far as your description of him, I think he is still a very friendly person. Um, but you have to get to know him a little bit. I think at first because he's so there's so many people trying to talk to him and, and at these races and stuff. He is extremely busy. Uh, I I know that just from what I deal with. Like I'm I'm a I feel like I'm going around with like a chicken with my head cut off. Um, but if you get a chance to actually sit and talk to him, he he takes time and he's very friendly and he listens and he'll joke with you. And so yeah, I think he mm-hmm. still has that. It's just you got to approach him and. Just get a, actually get a minute with him, and he's pretty pretty friendly.
0: Uh, yeah, I was gonna say the timing of it, and maybe that's just the way he kind of has to be because like he tells me sometimes like I just I literally cannot stop these yep. people. They want me to stop. I have to be somewhere. I can't stop, and I feel bad because like I said, I know what it's like to be a fan, and you want that person so bad, and you you want it to be great. You don't want them to feel like you're bothering them, but it's like if you catch them at the wrong moment. You know, you are bothering them. They just can't be bothered at that moment. So I think as a fan, like, if you see that and you can tell it's the wrong moment, like, you're just like, oh, well, I didn't get a a good moment. You know, maybe I'll try again later. But, you know, for the most part, I don't think he's a dick to anybody. But, yeah, sometimes he just, you know, is too busy to to stop to talk to somebody, which I think is fine. I don't think anybody's going to. Well, some people we know some people would, but well, yeah, some <laughs> people take part, offense. People
2: yeah, some people take offense to everything. But I was with Steve leaving one of the rounds. Probably, la- I think it was St. Louis last year. Headed to the elevator, and fans were coming up, and we were trying to get down to the press conference, which is you know you got to get down down below the stadium, and it takes a few minutes to walk around the stadium and get there. And he's like, "Hey, I got to go," but he he did take time to say hi, and I think they wanted a picture, and, it, and I don't know that they got it, but he you know it, it's like you say, that's just one of those moments where we're in a rush and. But I, yeah, and most- that's
0: another thing. Like, if you guys want a picture, like, then I do this, too. I take my own advice. You belie- better believe me. If I, if there's an opportunity that I'm going to get a picture with somebody that I want, my phone is out. It's ready. <laughs> it's set to video. I just record the video. I hold it up. Like, I don't even have to push the button, and I just screenshot the video. Like, that's oh, what I did go. when I went to the fan experience for the VGK when I got all those selfies. Like, you gotta be ready like don't pussyfoot around like if you see him coming get your phone out and get ready like nothing's worse than standing there going oh shoot how do you do this yeah yeah they're like oh come on
2: right yeah that's that's good (laughs) that's good advice for sure all right well that uh that answers the question and pookie again thank you so much
0: all right bro talk to you
2: later all right see ya why
1: would you want to re-talk about the pulp show
0: Yeah, yeah.